Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Min Max Show, a place about games, friends, getting better. My name is Ben Hansen, and I'm thanking you for joining us. I'm joined by Kyle Hilliard. Hello. Was this like the fifth time in a row for this type of episode? What? Something like that? Yeah, it's the best episode of the year. There's no doubt about it. We're also joined by Jacob Geller. I agonize over this episode. Do you it's really? the most stressful episode of the year. <laughs> this is your equivalent of us agonizing over those stupid Thanksgiving jokes that we just put up for an entire year. I'm writing mediocre jokes on my phone. This for you <laughs> is like deleting and copy and pasting three different audio tracks again and again and again. Correct. Perfect. Uh, thanks for being here. Uh, we're also joined by the mad maestro herself, Emily Reese. Hello, Maestra. Thank you. Oh, is it is it really Maestra? <laughs> no, I don't know. I have no idea. I just made. That. I have no idea. <laughs> You're the music expert. Damn it, uh, Emily Reese from Level with Emily. Thank you for being here. Yeah, this is. Uh, we've done this. I think four times now at, at MinMax, at least, of celebrating the best game music of the year. And nobody's more qualified. And I hate to put pressure on her, but it's true. Nobody's more qualified than Emily Reese. Uh, Emily, from the Level with Emily podcast, you have interviewed every composer in the video game industry probably four times, at least, at this point. Like, just over and over and over again. Like, you, you know everybody. A lot of them, yeah. A lot of them. But there are so many that I haven't, too. So there are a lot on the list that I still want to and. Oh my, so many cool things coming up and um, even this week. So I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Very yeah, nice. Lots of uh, stuff. But it's funny, we just counted because I just interviewed Jason Graves and I didn't, I was like, how many freaking times? And someone counted and that was the 13th time I had interviewed him. <laughs> that doesn't even count doing panels. But, you know, I mean, it's, Whoa. yeah. But that that's an extreme example. But there are some that have have been on several times so yeah but there's always new music <laughs> and, and jacob and me and me particularly i know who that composer is and what they worked on uh, but i don't think <laughs> oh, oh i got it, i got it. okay pop quiz me. i think tomb raider reboot dead space oh, yes. uh is there yes. assassin's creed well, in there i forget no of course not kyle i told you there was an assassin's creed in jason you did Jason's you told me this discography uh what's his uh, most recent project emily uh Call of Duty, um, the Battle Royale maps. What do they call it? They call it... Warzone um, thing? Warzone. Warzone, yes. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Warzone. So if we're <laughs> yeah. all in the industry long enough, we'll all eventually start working on Warzone at Call of Duty. That's the that's the end goal. We could all dream of that level of Incredible. success. Um, well, hey, yeah. this episode is all about the best video game music of 2023. We each... Uh, have a handful of tracks we're going to be playing, so I hope you all enjoy this episode. You can kick back and enjoy it. If you're watching on YouTube, sorry you have to look at us. We're going to be dancing our asses off. Uh, you can always subscribe to the audio version for free on your favorite podcast app. The MinMax Show is what this show is called if you want to relax and walk around while listening to this music. Um, also, everybody who listens at you know 1.5 speed, you two-time speeders out there for listening to podcasts, we're on to you. Don't ruin this episode for yourself. Slow down, you maniac. When I listen to this episode back in the future, I'm going to slow it down like a gentleman. Uh, and also, everybody watching on YouTube, uh, thank you for being here. Uh, feel free to leave a comment uh, below with your favorite uh, piece of game music that we perhaps won't get to in this episode because there's a ton to go around. So please, everybody, uh, contribute and we can help share some great tracks from this year here. And if you don't want any video game music, if you're annoyed by this whole thing, you should loosen up, first of all. But then second of all, uh, you can jump right to community questions. There's timestamps on all episodes of this podcast for a reason, so please have fun with it. Um, Emily, again, thank you for being here. Level with Emily is your oh, podcast. thank you for having me. I yeah. want to dive into the, all the music, but before that, I want to do an obnoxious plug because this 
Saturday, December 2nd, something that's been a long time coming, we have our Give to the Max charity stream. The Give to the Max charity stream is happening on MinMax's YouTube channel for 25 hours straight. We're going to be playing games, rotating through guests in the MinMax studio, auctioning off a ton of great prizes, uh, and all of the money is going to Connections to Independence, which is helping foster kids in Minneapolis. 100% of the money is going directly there. So we're streaming for 25 hours uh, with a ton of absurdity planned. Haley McLean is coming down from Nova Scotia, uh, coming to uh, join us in the Midmax studio, which is very exciting. So we are going to be playing a ton of games. If you donate any amount to help foster kids in Minneapolis, uh, you are in the running to win a game code. We have literally hundreds and hundreds of game codes to give away. So just when you leave that donation, you can just let us know what systems you own, what consoles you own, and then we'll divvy out those game codes accordingly. But we have a ton of amazing charity auctions going on at the top of every hour on Saturday, December 2nd, um, and then going throughout the night as well. So we're giving away stuff like uh, Spider-Man 2 PS5, a giant Mario question mark block that went with the Mario movie filled with a bunch of Mario movie merch that Nintendo sent us, which is pretty sweet. A ton of Game Informer Golds, thanks to Matt Miller and everybody at Game Informer for donating a ton of Game Informer Golds, which is like a special, super, super limited edition version of Game Informer with higher print quality stock and like a gold label on it. So limited edition, I genuinely don't know if you put a gun to my head how you could any way get one other than this charity stream. Kyle, um, what's your title at Game Informer? Mr. Manager. Okay. I, 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 a magazine content director. Okay. Magazine content director for the video, biggest video game magazine in the world. If you wanted to get an issue of Game Informer Gold, how would you do it? You would bid on it at an auction. <laughs> What's number Saturday. two as an option? Uh, there's, wow. we, 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 we want to give them away more. <laughs> we have not been able to yet. Okay, so um, this is your chance, everybody. Yeah. Donate to charity, please. <laughs> oh, we also have some Game Informer posters. We have a Ghostbusters cooler. We have a Final Fantasy 16 bundle with a date with Clive Rosfield thrown in there. Uh, a new show plus bundle. You can try to figure out what's going to be in there. We have a copy of the Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty Collector's Edition that's signed by CD Projekt Red. <gasps> we have what? a silly celebrity that, office. Do they all hold the pen at the same time? That's right. That's right. And they only sign it once. But we have a, a silly celebrity autograph, Kyle, that used to be, I don't know, I'd argue hanging in the kitchen of Game Informer's office, if you remember what that one was. That'll oh, be a fun surprise for folks. Is. Okay, you're uh, keeping it a surprise? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, we have a cribbage board that my dad made, cut down the tree himself, and uh, that's his passion is making cribbage boards, so we're auctioning that off. Uh, you can win a twisted metal fridge from Jacob Geller, but you have to drive out in North Carolina to pick <laughs> it up. If you are willing to pick it up, because I am not putting it in the mail. <laughs> so a ton of great stuff. It'll be a lot of fun raising money. Again, for Connections Independence, Foster Kids of Minneapolis. So you can go to bit.ly slash minmax23. Otherwise, go on our Patreon page. We'll have a link there. Otherwise, just tune in this Saturday on YouTube. Um, all right. Can we get to the music now, everybody? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Well, the sweetest music to me is raising money for kids. So let's go over those bundles one more time for charity. Um, that was right. my number three, dude. Did you also pick that? <laughs> all right, Emily, we each have three tracks, and then we have some honorable mentions, and the community suggested a ton of great stuff over there on Patreon. And so I figure maybe the so cleanest way to go stuff. is like we can each share a track, go through our three and then we can toss it to some community ones. Then we can sprinkle in our honorable mentions uh, from here on out. But this episode is going to be a lot of sitting back and enjoying some music. So, Emily, 
Your third yeah. favorite music track. Third on my list, Baldur's Gate. Let's do it. Baldur's Gate. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, I love what they did with the music. I love how much singing there is, which isn't something you're going to hear me say very often because usually I think anytime someone adds words, it ruins it. Oh. But uh, when it comes to Baldur's Gate, um, it, it's just so effective how they use the songs. And I think it really sets it apart from a lot of fantasy scores in that way. I mean, obviously, there are a lot of examples, but I think... You know, I just love the fireside and folkiness and then, of course, all the epic orchestral stuff. Yeah. But no, there are lots of songs. There's a lot of singing. And in, in a, you know, in an epic orchestral way, there's singing with like choir, like right away when you start, if you start the main theme, you hear like men singing and there's all this choral stuff. But then there's all this lovely solo work. And she, I think, features more prominently than any of the other soloists, and her name is Maria Anastasova. Anastasova, yes, Maria Anastasova. It was hard to find her because, you know, I mean, she I don't know, but I just think she has an amazing voice, Yeah, and I love the songs, and Slavov did just a phenomenal job with all the music. Yeah, it is funny. I mean, people wrote in, obviously yeah. praising Baldur's Gate 3 soundtrack up and down, um, but people were like, it's just yeah. so bizarre to have, like, the character creator theme you start to realize like, oh, this is being woven throughout the entire experience. Like it's it's not often that like the character creator music is that important. <laughs> I feel like normally it's like a it's cute smart. little ditty. <laughs> yeah, it is smart. Just like, all right, we're going to hitch out of the gate strong with this and it will keep going. Love it. Uh, great pick, Emily. Um, we all support Baldur's Gate 3 on this podcast. Uh, let's see, Jacob, uh, w- what do you <laughs> like for, for your... <laughs> What do you like for your next one? Uh, let's let's do another vocal track with uh, Alan Wake 2. Oh, yes. but oh. not the one you're thinking. Probably. Well, here we go. Uh, oh, sure. Alan Wake 2. Milloinkaan hän peilistä suotui ottaa, 
se kruuluu tuon katseen tunne, et voi unohtaa, vaikka svot piiloutuu veriverhon On yötön yö, se järjen Yeah, Jacob, you gotta do it. Yotinyo, as I'll obnoxiously call the songs, I don't know exactly how to pronounce it. Is that the karaoke song? Or what? yeah, yes, yeah. So this is it's it's a scene early on in the game where you you go to the town of Watery and you walk into a small bar and uh, Adi the janitor from Control is performing this song in which is in Finnish uh, on the stage and it's like it's a it, it's such a weird part of the game and then they like they play it again in the credits but like I. Finnish is a weird sounding language. That's that's kind of like my point yeah. here. It's like even when you're looking at like I was looking at like the transliterated lyrics and it's like those letters don't mean the same sounds that they do in English. Where it's like even though I can see it spelled out, I could not tell where well, the song was. But then the lyrics are like kind of about the events of the game or whatever. Yeah. Okay. That was my next question is like, you know, maybe even a point of contention is like, was that song made for Alan Wake 2? Or was that just like a popular yes. song? Oh, yeah, it is. It, it is original back. because uh, uh, and Yo or whatever it is means nightless night. Uh, I mean, Alan Wake 2, unbelievable soundtrack throughout the entire thing. Um, can I play a song from Alan Wake 2 as well? All Please right. do. Great. Uh, so if you haven't played Alan Wake 2, at the end of every chapter, they play a song and a song, Kyle. Yeah, that was written for Alan Wake 2. You remember Alan Wake 2, Kyle? Uh, yeah, these songs were written for Alan Wake 2? Because yeah. Alan Wake 1, they were all, like, pop songs. Right, no, these are, I mean, the lyrics are always directly referencing it. If you look at, like, the credits, oh, okay. like, Sam cool. Lake is credited for working with the artists on a lot of these songs, at least. I don't know about 100% of them, but uh, Very cool. this is my favorite uh, track from Alan Wake 2 here. Through darkest dark, I'm pushing through Reaching you Though they keep saying that my baby Is gone, I keep on loving you For my love's the light holding you tight, holding you tight And they can never take that away I'll change the story where it There is no one left to love soundtrack to that game is so damn good and it is weird that we're starting out with so many lyrics in all of these songs but they really have an impact <laughs> sorry everybody uh so good uh all right uh kyle number three you got one get to share? these lyrics out yeah, of here these are video games buddy what do you got let's just, let's just get intense and scary 
and uh, have a moment where I'm like, oh yeah, the soundtrack to this game is crazy. I forgot about it. I hadn't played it in a couple of years. This is from uh, Phantom Liberty. Oh, uh, right. it's like yes. one of the first like tracks you kind of hear. It's like the first big action sequence. It like throws this music at you and you're like, oh yeah, this game is like scary and intense. I forgot. <laughs> awesome. Uh, there's uh, links below, by the way, for all these tracks. If you want to find it, this one's called Force Projection. You have to imagine this. Planes have literally crashed. There's like fires everywhere, explosions, mm. and you're like, I don't remember how to reload. Yeah. What is the button to go back to this gun? <laughs> right. How do I hack people again? And then that that's just like reverberating in your ears. It's so intense and sick. <laughs> Hell yeah. I love it. Great. But it's, great it's pick. good. It's a great way to kick off Phantom Liberty. Yeah. No one else chose one for All Phantom the- Liberty. So. All the combat music in cyberpunk is so, I mean, the cyberpunk music in general, but the combat cues are so good in that game. So my third one, uh, third favorite track of the year is a weird one because I didn't get that far in the game, but as ammo for somebody trying to convince me why I should play this game, um, Bianca Reichert sent me this track from Octopath Traveler 2, and it's the best case anybody's made for why I shouldn't miss this game. So here's a song from Octopath Traveler 2 called Kate Theme. builds from there to the end but you get the basic idea of uh kate theme slash kate battle from octopath yeah. traveler 2 just that's a, a delight that's a peter mcconnell ass track Ooh, right? peter mcconnell reference okay yeah it is sure i could see it yeah unfortunately he changed his name to yasunoru uh nishiki who uh composed <laughs> octopath traveler 2 by the way Emily, i gotta say it was the perfect pairing of that jaunty tune while you're wandering around your house with your new phone <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it was perfect. Per- perfect. Yeah, it made it I'm more immersive. I'm still wanting immersive. to mess with the lights, too, which is no, ridiculous. No, no, it looks great. It. it looks yeah. great. Don't do it. Don't even dream of it. But All right, yeah. Emily, number two, what do you got? Number two, this it's hard for me. What the hell? Number two, I chose Chia. Yeah. Which I cannot, it, it just can't be said enough to, to say what it did for my mental health over the oh, awful winter okay. we had sure. in here in the Twin Cities, which was terrible, absolutely awful. And, and I didn't really realize it till it was over, 
you know, I mean, I, I would never have told you in the moment, this is, I can't take this anymore. But when it was over, I was like, wow, that was rough. But Chia, I played at the end of that. And it, it's just so good. And it, it's such a beautiful game. And they just for this studio, literally in the middle of, to us nowhere, um, just making this beautiful homage to their country and their music and John yeah. Robert did such an amazing job. And I, I just, yeah, it's so good. And it just, the vibe was exactly what I needed. And I think, I just think the, the game in and of itself was an achievement. And so was the soundtrack. So it, it yeah. deserves the credit. It deserves credit that it's not going to get. So yeah. Um, uh, here yeah. is a uh, Tingeting village from Tingeting. Thank yeah. Thank you. <laughs> good and not to jump your I mean, gun but i mean jacob you no. also had a track from chia you want well, yeah i one? was i was gonna pivot away from it but like we can let's just play them both back to back because this is yeah i agree and like total score this is my favorite score of the year i oh, i think it is nice. so so good <laughs> um and, nice. and i'm glad we chose very different tracks because yours was kind of one of the more chill ones and i have kind of the like big the the big theme all right here's oh, just nice. the main theme stop playing that uh it's right get into the game yeah i mean but then i it also got me like when you're sailing and that theme kicks in again like the sailing theme is unbelievable oh the underwater music too when you swim that was when i almost chose it was hard to choose a track yeah it really was that's unbelievable uh jacob did you want to choose another one then uh sure let's uh let's do the humanity one oh 
I'm so glad you picked a track from Humanity, Jacob. It would not be fair not to represent Humanity for when you were talking about the best music of the year. Yeah, it's so good. you know, it's it's funny because it's like it's kind of the least music-based game Enhance has made. Hmm, you know, if you're sure, comparing sure. it to like Tetris Effect or Res or whatever, but yeah. like. The, the soundtrack so perfectly fits with what the game is, which yeah. is like disembodied humans or just like thousands of humans that all kind of don't exist as individuals and only exist as a mass. So to have the soundtrack just be these like weird alien choral sounds where it's like that doesn't sound like people singing, even though I know that it is like human sounds. Right, right, right. Uh, oh, it's so cool. Great pick. That song's called Thrive. Again, all these tracks are listed below. Uh, Kyle... I see. I see what you're doing for number two here. You want to set the sucker up? Yeah. Um, controversial opinion. Okay. That le- leads off of you guys' previous point about the humanity soundtrack. Didn't really love that looping the whole time I was trying to solve a puzzle. What are you doing? <laughs> um, what are you kind doing? Of, just too slow greatest? solving those puzzles. <laughs> Maybe uh, just that loop. Uh, it kind of it kind of scratched my ear in the wrong way at a certain point, but. This game uh, has a looping puzzle song that I quite enjoyed, and it is the one that sort of stood out to me over the sort of stepping back and thinking about the game and listening to some of the soundtrack. Uh, it's from A Space for the Unbound, and it's the song that plays arguably during when you're doing the most puzzle solving. takes you back kyle it's like oh that's right it came out like in january but hearing this like oh that's right i listened to this song a ton back yeah, at the start it of the, is year. the one i think you hear the most over the course of the game and it is very much it just embodies like putting your hand on your chin and being kind of like okay now what do i what goes where you know where am i um, yeah it's just a very you know chill beats to study to kind of track that uh, yeah. i just i like yeah absolutely space for the unbounds name of that one uh let's see oh gosh uh for my number two we had so many different uh, contributions from the Min Max community. Everybody was tossing out different games. This game came up the second most, uh, but it came up a lot of everyone like, well, you got to talk about this game. You got to talk about this game. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, everybody. We got to do it. An amazing soundtrack. Uh, this is probably my favorite track. This is uh, boss music uh, called To Sail Forbidden Seas here.
if you translate these lyrics, they're also all about Alan Wake. Uh, <laughs> strangely enough, it's really bold. Uh, yeah, unbelievable soundtrack. I mean, it's Final <clears throat> Fantasy 16 has my favorite Final Fantasy soundtrack since eight. Uh, I mean, for a series that legendary, big, big qualifier is I haven't digested all the music from 14 outside of theater rhythm and the beginning hours of that MMO. Um, but it's yeah, the. I, I assume 7 Remake would be it with. Like, I guess if that counts. Yeah, it. you're right. You know what, Kyle, I guess. Okay, I take it all back. But 16 is as damn good as well. Yeah, uh, but yeah, same uh, composition team as 14. This was from. Uh, Masayoshi Soken, and I apologize for all pronunciations on this episode of composer names, but I mean, just to match the epicness of all those fights with that score, and for those two to be hand in hand so perfectly married throughout the entire game, every boss fight, every combat encounter, I was so excited to jump into. It's just, it's unbelievable. It had that thing of like, like I know, I know I'm into the score when I'm like, okay, give me the big one. You know, it's like when I was playing a fight and I'd be like, is this a big enough fight that they are going to give me that theme? And yes. when they did, I was like, yeah, now we're really in it. <laughs> Do you want to play the track from 16 that you like to a lot? Yeah, the, uh, the uh, find the full flame full, I guess, is right. this one. This is when you're fighting kind of a, a dark shadow of yourself. Uh, and it's, it's similar. This weekend, I was so pumped to finally play through all of the DLC. They added the theater rhythm because um, they added all the Final Fantasy 16 stuff. So, like, playing through all those tracks again, well, I mean, a handful of those tracks, it's just reminded you how freaking awesome that entire soundtrack is. Um, this feels cheap even. Um, but quick shout-out, speaking of uh, Final Fantasy, to the opening of theater rhythm final bar line, which is the music rhythm game. They just have the most fun version of the Final Fantasy theme here. <laughs> this is if it was a Mario Kart level. Yeah. So fun. 
it's just Imagine a- the people listening at one and a half speed to that. Like, <laughs> Freaking sprint. I envy them. The flames start coming out of their headphones. <laughs> just to remind you all. Oh, third lap? What's going on? Theater <laughs> of the final borderline rules. Uh, okay, uh, Emily, you have one here. Let me pull it up. I was surprised by this. Um, by num- my number one. By your number one, but I like Which is, it. I mean, I don't know that it's my number one. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I just loved it, and I love what this team did, and I love his music, and this is Oxen Free to Lost Signals. The Valley from Oxen Free 2. I, yeah. I need to go listen to more of this because, like, synth is like, that's where I'm at these days. That's like my mindset when it comes to like listening to music is synth. Give me all the synth. All the synth. All the scientific all day. He's <laughs> he's so good. And the, the whole game, I mean, both games are about audio, right? I mean, it's about mm. radio signals and you're trying to triangulate all these things and ghosts and whatnot. But just the, he's just so good. Like I seriously, he's he's definitely one of my favorites. I love all his music so much, and I love what he brought back from the first game and how they how he changed it for the second game and all the radio stuff. He, he scientific whose name is his name is Andy, and he's got this side project that he's done in his life where he plays this character called Morgan Cooley. Who plays like if you if you're familiar with this old public radio show called Music from the Hearts of Space? It's like this guy would like talk like this, and let's go listen out in Neptune now to the beautiful synth of you know whatever. And that's this whole radio show, and it was decades. And that's what he does, and that's one of the radio stations in the game. And then you hear Morgan Cooley's music. It's just there's it's just sound within sound within sound within sound and it, it was just so brilliantly done and on top of that to have the music be so good yeah um just yeah i just i love it i Sweet. love it uh all right jacob geller i love this final pick from yeah, goodbye volcano high goodbye volcano high <laughs> here it is
awesome. Uh, again, this is a case of like, you know, no offense, Jacob, to everyone uh, like you who also loves Goodbye Volcano High, but I just would see those trailers and I'm like, the dinosaur high school game. I know you said it's great, but it's not until hearing the music where it's like, oh, okay, if this is the vibe of this game, I, I am so much more intrigued. Well, it's, yeah, it's interesting because it's like, it's not necessarily, oh. you know, but it's like, it's like my my now. take is like this band <laughs> is the reason to play through Goodbye Volcano High. You okay. know, like I think the characters are like decent and I, I think the art style is like done really well, even if, you know, it's not quite uh, your jam. But like this, the soundtrack to this game is like one of my favorite albums of the year, just, mm. uh, just in terms of like actual you know i have probably listened to it more than you know most most other things and it like you know most fictional bands i feel like are just kind of generic rock bands you know and so for this one's take to be this kind of like kind of a phoebe bridgers sounding like really really interesting uh it take it's just like it's exactly the kind of music that i like to listen to non-video game and so like having that in a game just made me very excited yeah hell yeah nice. uh kyle uh your number one was the winner uh congratulations you chose correctly um oh. yeah uh <laughs> the most submitted game when it comes to music tracks of the year in terms of the community stuff but uh, you want to regale us with what you chose Oh yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm I'm honestly surprised, but also agree with them. This is from Sea of Stars, uh, which is maybe my favorite soundtrack of the year. Just I mean, it's it's very much a throwback to 16-bit era RPGs. The composer of Chrono Trigger was like literally involved, uh, but the majority of the music was uh, done by Eric W. Brown. And this the 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 soundtrack isn't ready readily available yet. Really? Um, like it's what? not. There isn't. It's I not. couldn't find. Yeah, like on YouTube that no one's like uploaded it fully. Um, So what this is, is a track from the game, but it's like a sort of um, it's not like the final version that appeared in the game. This is like the higher quality version that the composer released actually like a year or two ago or something like that. But this song does appear in the game. It's the battle theme uh, when you when you fight like bigger enemies and bosses. Okay. Super cool. Yeah, love, Super cool. Love a good RPG battle theme. That sounds like know, a great one. I don't think I'd get sick uh, of that over and over again for sure. Yeah, yeah. And that's and that's and that's not the main one. Right? Okay. It's like that's the sort of plussed up version for the for the bigger fights. But right. yeah, that whole soundtrack is great. And then every bar you go into, there's a like a band 
of like pirates that are playing like old timey instruments and like pretty much every track in the game you can hear a version of it played with those like old timey instruments in the bars like you can go up and yeah. request songs and stuff like that yeah patrick uh, yeah, hughes just a great soundtrack patrick hughes from the community uh suggested one of those specific uh uh pirate bard band tracks if you want to listen to this here yeah stars everybody oh my god are people gaga over that soundtrack and yeah. again hopefully it's on spotify soon or somewhere yeah. somewhere it's more accessible um yeah I, that's my that's my favorite soundtrack of the year love i love game. it i love it uh let's see uh my favorite track from the year came from an experience that not a lot of people checked out but it's uh, surprisingly cool this is from a game called tren that is within dreams media Mo- media molecule made a new game that's like a big beanie molecule production that's all about toy trains within dreams um but and this here, is the the community was like this is the number two that everyone was uh submitting music from this for yeah how'd you know <laughs> all right <laughs> no, Mr. I love how Smart obscure Alec. It is. I, this is totally all right yeah how's this for obscure hope you're sitting down kyle this is the music to trend from media molecule People not watching the video version, Kyle's crying. I think the first time I've ever seen him cry in my life. This is unbelievable. (laughs) He got owned so hard. Uh, This is from Ed Hargrave, who is the audio designer at Media Molecule. But I still have like, he's probably been working with these tools for 10 years. Like, you know what? I'm just going to compose the greatest soundtrack ever for our final (laughs) dreams experience about trains. Uh, There we go, everybody. Uh, We have a ton of great. submissions from the min max community it's overwhelming 
everybody who submitted a track, thank you so much. Uh, you can go check out the big post on Patreon if you want. And there's a bunch more that we didn't get in, get into, but they're all so damn good. Um, let's see. Uh, Victor Fam wrote in saying, my favorite track of the year. Uh, and this had no right to be this good. This is a track from a game that a lot of people brought up, which I didn't expect. Like a Dragon Guide N. Uh, this is a track called Addiction. Now this is very similar to one in seven, right? This comes out in a game. Who's not getting more excited about that? <laughs> just having this be the yeah. music as you're walking around the streets. For that, unless I just missed it. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I finished Guide Night, but there's a lot of stuff I didn't do in that game as well. Sure, so. sure, sure. Uh, all right. We had more. Oh, Kyle, you encountered this. This is Sly Cut saying, I'll offer this new version of the music played during Super Mario RPG's secret optional boss fight as the greatest oh. piece of music from this year. From spoilers. Yoko Shimamura, uh, audio spoilers. <laughs> Not really, but it's just a sweet song. Uh, but yeah. this is the new composition for this old track here. sounds similar to some of the music we were listening to earlier i wonder why that would be interesting <laughs> idea. uh yeah that, i mean that that music's actually quite hard to get to uh um, really because you you can it's a secret boss <clears throat> that was in the original game and you can get to it but there's like a bonus version of it where that song plays that's like post post game stuff like you mm. beat all the secret bosses and everything yeah. oh that's sweet that's sweet wow um jacob schumer uh, is going after my heart here. They have a suggestion. Uh, they say, my favorite song is, I think, the first song that you hear when you cook in Venba. Mm. Uh, oh, if you haven't played Venba, I, I finished it this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about it more in the two tens. So much better than I was expecting. I don't know what was wrong with me when I was listening to people talking about podcasts, but it, it rocked me. Um, here mm. is some cooking music from Venba. Chalakuti, 
So it's a lot about Cauldron Lake, Dark Presence. You kind of get the idea if you translate the lyrics there again. Oh, but, um, written for Alan Wake. <laughs> most okay. songs were. Um, so Ryan, many lyrics. <laughs> Ryan McGinnis writes in and says, Hey, it's that time of the year. Welcome back, Emily, says Ryan. Uh, my you, favorite Ryan. song of the year is Jamie's theme from Street Fighter VI. It's a wonderful background piece of music for training and working on combos. It's the perfect track for getting into the zone for Street Fighter here. This is Jamie's theme. thing is somebody else in the community here uh pointed out that kyle silva pointed out that uh if you're idle as jamie and this song is playing in street fighter 6 he'll just start singing along to his own theme which is very oh, that's fun great. uh also connected to yoko shimamura because she wrote uh, street fighter 2 music kyle so it all comes back to yoko of course uh-uh. uh let's see uh quilgrim writes in oh i was so happy that somebody wrote in with this one and I won't even set it up because it just blew me away again listening to it. See if you can figure out uh, what game this is from. Here we go.
Yeah, it's the Wind Temple boss from Tears oh, of the Kingdom. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have like, like, I know this track. I, I thought like, it was. I know this track so well. Oh, I yeah. thought yours was going to immediately be like, oh, of course, Zelda, of course. Yeah, uh, no, it's been a little while. The only reason I didn't put Zelda on is because we've been hearing that music for 20 years. And <laughs> that, not that specifically, but right. like, I'm just like, let's, I want new, I want new, I want new. And, and you think Tears of the Kingdom isn't new enough for you musically? I... Look, when I, I that was the most disappointing thing to me about whoa Tears of the Kingdom, and I say that with love in my heart. Please, please, <laughs> please don't crucify me right now. But for the love I, I of agree. God. I, I, there was a lot of repeated music in that game. So yeah. much repetition, and that I thought after all the polish and detail they did in the game, I was really disappointed in that. Whoa. I thought, okay, you know, everything else was so great in that game like they added the whole basement for christ's sake why not spend more time on you know and i loved like i love the horse music when you're riding the horse and that they like do the beautiful piano thing yeah one of my favorite things in the world so do that do but more. different yeah i don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah don't but know. that wind yeah. temple boss music come on and i mean some of the music yeah. it's towards the end in particular it's like they they know where to hit you in the freaking gut and it, it lands yes. when they need to you know the yeah, I feel like the they have that stuff in the theme where it almost sounds like things are like playing backwards. And it's like, that's so cool. But then like that doesn't that only pops up in the game game, like very infrequently. Yeah, uh, okay. they, did it, they did it already in Skyward Sword. So there we go. <laughs> that's uh, true. <laughs> Sleepy Mailman. Uh, I love this choice. Sleepy Mailman has a phrase theme from Forspoken. putting their money where their mouth is i guess uh musically here like say what you feel about forespoken they did not uh, get cheap on that soundtrack it's ridiculously good yeah uh bear mccreary and gary scheinman is that how you pronounce it yep yeah so got a work composer bioshock. and bioshock composer working together on that entire thing but super cool soundtrack for forespoken uh let's see we have Oh, let's hey, see. And that's a wrap on Forspoken being mentioned uh, in 2023. <laughs> Hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope y'all enjoyed it. I, I can see Jeff on bring it up in two tens. He could he could bring it up in a weird spot, you know. Yeah, He's the true. man who argued that the GTA remastered trilogy should be on the list. So you never know. You never know what's going on with him. Um, let's see. Do you want a stupid one or a good one, Jacob? Uh, stupid, please. Okay, great. Uh, Chris Galar says, without a doubt, the best track this year is Silly Goose from Dead Island 2. Here we go. Honk it, honk it, honk it, honk it, honk it, honk it like a silly goose. 
perfect work. That's about uh, Saga Anderson's family lineage. <laughs> <laughs> Dead Island 2, everybody. Don't forget about it. Uh, let's see. That's oh. a wrap on Dead Island 2. <laughs> How dare you? Uh, everybody, give a hand. That's a wrap for Dead Island 2. Last day on the set. Um, Patrick Hughes wrote in with a little ditty from Bayonetta Origins. Bayonet Origins getting some love. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, Michael Berry writes in and says, Pizza Towers theme deserves a listen. It does a great job capturing the chaos of the game. Emily, have you heard any music from Pizza Tower yet? No. Okay. Are you sitting down? Yes. Okay, great. Here's Pizza Tower's main theme. tower the track is called it's pizza time of course <laughs> i need to play that game man yeah. it's very warioware inspired oh right? it's ex- well wario, no, wario, wario land wario land yeah, yeah i need to play pizza tower i gotta make some pizza you definitely did uh leo's streaming it later this week on twitch if you want to follow us on twitch.tv slash minmax show uh absurd game absurd soundtrack sweet to hear um i was amazed by the amount of people that wrote in several people at that that wrote in about uh a track that they added to Splatoon 3. So this recent season of the game added this track and it plays immediately in the hub world after a weekend-long competition Splatfest is finished. After all the intensity and pressure for repping your Splatfest team, this track gives me a sense of catharsis and peace from a game known for its fast pace and huge swings. This track really had an impression on people still playing Splatoon 3, but here it is.
so if you don't speak Inkling, it's like Nightingale, get back in that lake. It's not your time yet. <laughs> you get the idea. Uh, let's Where's see. <laughs> the sitar in there was cracking me up. So absurd. Uh, let's see. Procyon number six says, in an effort to avoid spoilers, um, Seabird by the Alessi brothers from a certain side quest in Spider-Man 2 is his favorite track. Uh, sure. It is it is excellent. I don't want to get nuked on YouTube for it, but uh, Alessi Brothers and Seabird is that track from Spider-Man 2, which is awesome. The amount of licensed stuff that they include for Spider-Man 2 is fantastic. Yeah, I love the shins. Let's play that song from <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man 2. Yeah, why not? It's fun, <laughs> man. Uh, all right. Charnel writes in um, and says, the composer of the Jet Set series returned to compose new tracks for Team Reptile's Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, and it's the best soundtrack of the year for me. So here's a track from Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. We just I can't, can't get enough Def of the soundtrack. Got back together for Bomb Rush <laughs> yeah. Cyberpunk. Unbelievable, right? Great pull. Great pull if you can get it. Uh, let's see. We have, oh, Hunter Sachs says, love it or hate it, Starfield has some really great space music. Uh, that is yes. true. In terms of like, you know, big new IPs with a big new theme that'll really, I think, stand the test of time. I think Starfield's up there here. We can listen to a little bit of it here. theme that can stand up there with Elder Scrolls and Fallout. I feel like mission accomplished for Starfield. I think I think it's up in that territory. Alright. Uh, let's see. Oh my gosh. So much good stuff from everybody here. Uh, Patrick Hughes says, Ahoy Min Max and crew. It would be criminal if Hi-Fi Rush wasn't given at least one shout out as the game that had me literally <laughs> tapping my foot alongside Chai from start to finish of that musical game. So here's Hi-Fi Rush everybody. <laughs>
Everybody remembers the licensed songs from Hi-Fi Rush, but the original soundtrack is, is so damn good, too. Also, um, the uh, the replacements for the licensed songs are really good. The replacements? Like, oh, like if you're streaming? Like, if you turn on streamer mode, it's not like they mute it. It's like they have fully original songs that are, like, the same tempo and similar vibes, but, like, yeah. not the same. But they have, Here. like, vocals. Interesting. Ooh, Sean writes in, uh, talking about how unbelievably good they said i think the jusant soundtrack is phenomenal beautiful music that mm. perfectly captures the game for jusant here that that almost went on my three yeah yeah, yeah. Jusant, everybody. Don't forget how good that game soundtrack is. So good. Um, let's see. Andrew Walker says, my first submission to the podcast. Uh, hello, and especially tuneful welcome to Emily. Do you get that a lot? Tuneful welcome. Uh, let's see. I have, <laughs> I have to give a shout out to The Last Spell as being both an unloved hidden gem from this year as well as having a killer soundtrack. Uh, this is Commander's theme from The Last Spell. It goes places. gameplay this game this is a wild combo of like metal soundtrack with like a city builder sim experience uh, from what i can tell for the last spell metal. yeah <laughs> that's awesome the last spell everybody but you all have some uh honorable mentions you want to be sure to get out there um sure. what did i put on my list ben i don't it's I'll, over I'll in grab it for you. computer land yeah you're all set Ooh. um yeah the main theme to Lamplighters League from you, Emily. Oh yeah, Lamplighters League. <laughs> it's so good. Right, the go. only person who has said that. I love year. it. I love it. All right, here the we go. music. <laughs>
John Everest is the composer for Lamplighter's League. Oh, that's excellent. Uh, yeah. so anybody else got one they want to toss out? Uh, you can, I just, uh, just a couple seconds of my Pikmin 401. I just, this genre I don't hear in video games a lot, and it was perfect for a boss fight where you have a ton of little minions with you. All right, here we go. Pikmin 4. Truly don't need to listen to a lot of it. I just love the idea of like marching band music. Yeah. Know, been it was like, yeah, this is perfect. Uh, and you're whistling so much in that game anyway, like on top of this, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's good. That's uh, good stuff. Ben, can you play the uh, the last one that I sent you from a, a game called Octo? Yeah, what is this? This uh, is a this is a game that um thinks that Hotline Miami was way too, like, chill and laid back. Oh, okay. It's, it's essentially the pitch. It's, the song is called Devil's Meat Grinder. Hell yeah. Can you work to this music, Jacob? Is this what is going on inside your head most days? <laughs> yeah, I need it to drown out everything else. No, oh, okay. Um, it, it's notable that the, that game also has uh, the loudest in-game guns I have ever heard, and so it's like <laughs> that music and just just like eardrum shattering gunshot. <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, Ox. Yeah, uh, uh, so uh, I just wanted to mention uh, because it's thematic. You mentioned Hotline Miami. Gunbrella yeah. was a soundtrack this year that had real Hotline Miami vibes, which I did not expect. That game's soundtrack is like surprisingly unsettling for what I thought was a game based around a pun that they thought was fun. <laughs> right, right. Like actually, surprisingly dark. Um, oh, Jacob, you also had. Uh, it's a shame not to mention this somewhere, but El Paso Elsewhere. Yeah, I oh. I did include one of the vocal tracks, which are like notable in this game. Yeah, but just like the normal soundtrack as well is also very good. I hear you. Yes.
Yeah, I thought for sure you're choosing one of the tracks uh, with vocals in it, but you got to break I your just, streak. I all guess. of my tracks had vocals, and so I was like, <laughs> I should do something different. Yeah, El Paso Elsewhere, sweet soundtrack. Uh, Michael Karpinski here says the cutest song award goes to, of course, uh, Super Mario Brothers Wonder with the piranha piranha plants theme. Here we go. important work it's important work everybody uh and what that what that's after after like chapter six in alan wake or? <laughs> <laughs> i thought we were all gonna rush to that joke i, was, I know i was, was gonna <laughs> jump on that grenade uh again i'm sure we missed a ton of great music this year feel free to leave a comment below uh let us know uh what stood out to you that we didn't get to but hell of a year for game music emily i feel like this every year we have you on is like hey good year for game music all the time. There's so many good things and it just, we can never mention it all. And yeah, it's, it's great. Even in Zelda, there's some amazing. <laughs> just, how did you already <laughs> finally get, pulled it off that yeah. Zelda team? We're not even done podcasting it. You already got hate mail at your house. This seems. I know, uh, right? Yeah, they're like lined up outside around the, around the block. Yeah. If they can uh, brave South Minneapolis. Yes. Uh, hey, Jacob, uh, you know how this whole thing operates? Uh, avoiding DMCA takedowns. That's right. giving us money on Patreon. That's it, everybody. You get the idea. Patreon.com slash minmax with two N's. You find the tier that's sustainable for you, and that makes this whole independent operation sustainable. Um, genuinely, every once in a while, um, I get a comment or a message from people who are very sweet about like, what's the best way to support MinMax? Should I listen to the podcast version or listen to the YouTube version? What, what helps you all out more? Um, I did the math this weekend just to be a freak. Um, if you watch the YouTube version of MinMax, uh, one episode of the show, we get 0.005 cents for that. So if you jump in even at the $2 tier on Patreon just for one month, you're helping us by a factor of 40000 um, so <laughs> it's no small feat. So it's a huge step up. Just two bucks. Jump in on that Patreon tier just for one month. Give it a whirl. Um, help support content like this where we break down so many great tracks from the year. We appreciate it. And shout out to MinMax's biggest supporters. I'm talking about folks like Uncommon Goods. Uh, they want you to know that it's officially time to kickstart your holiday shopping, but there's no cause for panic. Don't panic, Jacob Geller. You seem like a Douglas Adams guy, aren't you, Jacob? Oh, sure. Okay, cool. Uncommon Goods is here to make your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. Whether you're shopping for mom, dad, teenagers, in-laws, or your best friends, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what they want. Look, everybody, no one likes holiday shopping. You're a freak if you do. But it's a better experience if you just go to Uncommon Goods because they generally have a bunch of very cute, uh, very fun stuff there. Uh, And when you shop at Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses. They want you to know these fine products are often made in small 
small batches, so shop now before they sell out this holiday season. They have stuff like um, a little a little storybook model that you build and you can put on your bookshelf that's like an inset little model that is cool and you can light it up compared to your other books. So check out Uncommon Goods to get 15% off your next gift. You can go to uncommongoods.com slash minmax. That's uncommongoods.com slash minmax for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, they are truly out of the ordinary. Um, Kyle, what's harder than coordinating with a team? Um cooking meals every night yeah childbirth the point is not much kyle it's tough and that's where a company called notion comes into play uh notion combines your notes your docs your projects all together in one beautiful space and navigating that space is easier than ever thanks to notion's new features uh a q a which is an, an AI assistant that can answer your questions about next quarter's roadmap, find that marketing campaign proposal you're looking for, or dig up a long lost link all in seconds. When your projects get more complex, finding what you're looking for across your entire workspace gets harder. That's where Notion comes in. Uh, with the Q&A system, it answers any questions you have, making use of your entire database of knowledge to make sure the answers are actually helpful. Notion AI can now give you instant answers to your questions using information from across your wiki, projects, docs, and meeting notes. It's a big shared workspace environment where you can keep all your stuff, and it's a very handy way to search it now is what they're pushing here. Let me translate. This is what Notion is trying to say. Uh, so you can try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash minmax. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash minmax to try the powerful, easy-to-use Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're the show at notion.com slash minmax everybody kyle what's what's harder than rocket science uh organizing a team of people to no that's chump change that's easy (laughs) what's hard is canceling your subscriptions that's why you need rocket money kyle and only rocket money um you know it's like I, i don't like having too many subscriptions even like amazon prime i order a bunch of stuff off amazon but like i don't ever want amazon prime i just don't like having that draining somewhere in the background you know but that's what rocket money is all about they find unnecessary subscriptions in the past and trim it down for you rocket money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions monitors your spending and helps you lower your bills all in one place with over 5 million users and counting rocket money has helped save its customers an average of 720 dollars a year jacob geller likes it so much he strips at the notion of saving money from rocket money uh it saves its customers an average of 720 bucks a year and 1 billion in total savings so far kyle you want to save a billion dollars yes please rocket money stop wasting money on things you don't use cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash minmax that's rocketmoney.com slash minmax rocketmoney.com slash minmax now i use it you do emily i do i use rocket money i actually do are you thinking i did rocket black friday shopping in the middle of the night thanksgiving night you know over like after midnight that rocket money was like um did you mean to spend this much money? <laughs> like, I, I actually really, really like it. And That's it so did sweet. actually help me cancel subscriptions I didn't want to deal with. Sweet. So. <laughs> Love to hear it. There we go. Uh, also, yeah. shout out to our friends at IM8Bit. They want everybody to know about Day of the Devs. This is an easy one. It's happening in mm. LA on December 8th, 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Pacific. You can follow the link in the description or go to daythedevs.com to get your ticket. It is a free event where if you're in LA on December 8th, you can go meet a bunch of indie developers, play a bunch of indie games, meet a bunch of cool people. If you know I'm Apit's wonderful online store, you know that um, it's 
uh, a company run by a bunch of very cool hip people. I feel like I'm 8-Bit's too cool for me, but you can be too cool for everybody if you go to I'm 8-Bit's event. Go to Day of the Devs, everybody. Free event to play a bunch of indie games in LA, December 8th. Check it out. There's the in-person celebration. There's, there's the whole online thing as well happening December 6th. You can check that out. It's been going on since 2012. Uh, go there, meet some devs, thank them in person, and thank you to IM8Bit for all their support of MinMax for so long. You can go check out their wonderful online store. Um, oh, that's the wrong thing right there. Um, you can check out their wonderful online store, IM8Bit.com. You can get 10% off of everything under $100 by using the promo code Gobble Till You Wobble. Gobble Till You Wobble. Help support IM8Bit because they ship out a prize to the MinMax community every single week. Whoever has the best question of the week wins a prize. This week, it is the Blaseball Vinyl, the Discipline Double Vinyl Soundtrack with music by the garages. So literally, IM8Bit um, ships out a prize directly to your mailbox. If you're a supporter of MinMax, you can submit a question each and every week over on Patreon. We choose our favorite. They win a physical prize thanks to IM8Bit, uh, and they are very generous and cool, so help out IM8Bit. Links below for all those perks. Ready for some questions? Yeah. Great. Uh, Joshua Novalis says, hey, everybody. In the spirit of Serial Vasquez's truly impressive Zelda-thon, this year uh, he played through every single Zelda game, and he's ranking them all on the most recent episode of his Zelda podcast, which is Every Day I'm in Tears, I believe is the name of that. Um, but anyways, Joshua says, I'm starting a new tradition. I'm going to pick a series that I don't know well and attempt to play through every entry in that series over the course of the year. I think it'll be a fun way to fill some of my knowledge gaps, give older titles their time to shine and see how a franchise evolves over the years. The question to you is, if you had the time, what's a series that you would want to play from start to finish? Start to I finish. Mean, yeah, because yeah. everyone has That's that dream. Like that yeah. seems very challenging. I think like Joe Juba did it. Um, well, Sarah's almost well, done. Sarah's it, doing it. it. Yeah. yeah. I still imagine Sarah's like a lifetime away. What is she on? She's on five or six? She's on six, I think. Really? Yeah. That's impressive. Um, she'll be caught up in but time yeah, I mean, for Infinite Wealth. The thing about that one is because it is a continuous story, like that that's the incentive to go back and play them all, where it's like Final Fantasy. There's a, there's a ton of Final Fantasy games I haven't played, but it's yeah. like since they're all standalone, I don't really feel super compelled to do that. But, yeah. Yeah. Yakuza is the one that comes to mind. Yeah. I thought of like Charles Hart, who is that game reformer. And he guessed on the Min Max show not too long ago. And he played That's through right. every Assassin's Creed before yeah. Mirage came out. <laughs> but then the bummer is like, then he's like, all right, so what do you think about Mirage? And he's like, ah, I'm kind of sick of Assassin's Creed. He overdid now. it, man. He overdid <laughs> it. <laughs> it's a curse, man. I gotta be careful. Uh, I actually, the one, one, I've played a couple of these, so I don't know if this counts, but like genuinely, I think I could be a Kingdom Hearts guy. If I if I really mm. I would be one of those defenders, even though today, if you ask me about it, I'd be like three's cutscenes are borderline unwatchable. <laughs> didn't you, did think, you play one I and two? Do, what's that? You didn't play one and two. I got to the end, the truly the final boss of one and couldn't okay. beat him. And then two, I played and beat and really liked a lot. Hey, Kyle, two, I got bad news. You really are enjoyed. a Kingdom Hearts guy. What are you talking about? You could be one. You are one. <laughs> that's like that's like. 20% of the whole <laughs> right. series. I guess that's true, yeah. I booted up three like a month ago and my wife walked in and she's like, why are you, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, I'm hanging out with Rapunzel. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I mean, I think my first thought was like Metal Gear Solid for this because it is, uh, maybe I'm too morbid but I was thinking about, let's like, I don't think it, at any point in my life, for the rest of my life, I'll like sit down and play through that entire series you know, as like one big 
chunk not a marathon but you know like i think it's going to be kind of patchwork revisiting it here and there maybe a deepest dive on some of them would be fun um but in a perfect world i do think that'd be fun to like give that one last big hurrah that series i love so much like i'm just going to devote this half a year to playing through every metal gear so would you throw survive in there oh yeah i think you'd have to i think you gotta you gotta stick with it for the for the ups and the downs you know uh anybody else got one that stands out I was. I would have also said Zelda because I never played those um, early ones. Yeah. I started um, Ocarina of Time on my Witch, but I didn't get very far. Yeah, <laughs> um, but I would it, like honestly. to do that. Yeah. And then I've never played like Morrowind and those oh, early that'd be interesting. Skulls. I think that'd be kind of fun to do. But yeah, yeah. An- another one I'm curious about is uh, Armored Core. Uh, now, now that I've played, it's like, that's hard because it's like, I know I have played, you know, uh, basically the peak, even though I've heard that four is really good and I want to go back and play four, but it's like, that would just be so cool to like, see the series kind of evolve. I think for Tinder and Price play all of them or did she just go back to four and five? She, I think she just played four and five. Okay. There were, there were a couple YouTubers, uh, who like prior to six kind of the people on the souls beat like played all of them and were basically like yeah it was really rewarding those games are all awesome yeah uh ricky winterborn what's the most catchy video game song of all time uh and ricky's vote is the dr mario theme it's interesting choice (laughs) interesting choice in the original mario you know just classic yeah yeah, it's How, like the no. the number of times per day that I'm doing something in my house and somehow like just like works its way into what I'm doing. It, it truly, I think it's like twice a day. Really? I was, yeah. I was gonna say. I'm, wow. I was gonna kind of pour some water on that because it's the first instinct. Then I'm like, I don't know the last time I was like singing this out loud. If I was singing to the shower, maybe it's been a while, and I've just kind of dodged this catchiness bullet. I don't know. I mean, I make up stupid songs constantly, and yeah. like that's one of the easiest things to do it too. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my first custom ringtone was Ooh. the Mario music. Oh, which nice. was really exciting at the time. It was totally. like 2001 or something. <laughs> or no, it's a little later than that, I think. But yeah. Probably, yeah. You know, I, the one for me is, um, it's very specific to me, but the um, the windmill theme from Ocarina of Time mm. is like, in the same way Jacob thinks about the Mario theme, that do-do-do, I hear that in my head a lot. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think for me... I think it might be Woodman Stage from Mega Man 2. It turns into stuff like what is looped in my head the most. And I'm not even a wild Mega Man guy, but like that song is just, all right, good luck, everybody. Uh, let's see. Should we just loop the rest of the podcast? Uh, Why not? So, Storm Eagle from Mega Man X. Okay, yeah, yeah. Andy Ware writes in and they say, Do you have a favorite short piece of media? Come on, that's obnoxious. Do you have a favorite short? I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't. Um, Like, like, what do you mean by short? Your favorite. seconds? Your favorite piece of media that Martin Short has appeared in. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you have a three amigos. <laughs> full stop. Correct. Three amigos. Uh, so, oh, the same, uh, like a uh, favorite short story, short film, short game, 
shout out to the MinMax Discord book club, which is happening right now, which is reading the short story Robbie by Asimov this December. Hell yeah. Okay. Favorite short uh, thing. One that I return to often, like every like couple of months I watch it is uh, Miyazaki made a short film called On Your Mark. And, and the story about it is like he was in the middle of Princess Mononoke production and um, and he was like just sort of needed a break. So he made this short film on a music video and it's science fiction. And it's like it's also like it's I don't know how long it is, but it's like it's science fiction, which he doesn't do a lot of. It's um, it has like alternate timelines and it's like this like story about these these two like uh, people like saving an angel that was like discovered in this like uh, this the tower of this like science this futuristic city and they All like right. they sacrifice themselves to like es- escape with her and it's so moving and quick and it's just like this like perfect amount of like Miyazaki charm in like under eight minutes and the song's really good too because it's basically a music video and I believe it played before Princess Mononoke. Uh, when really? it aired oh, in Japan, um, I, I highly recommend it, especially if you like Miyazaki and you want something that's like a little different than what you would expect from him. Yeah. Uh, it's very cool. Um, Short media is like my whole my whole jam. This, oh. is, I, <laughs> this is a big one for me. Uh, my, my favorite short story is Tower of Babylon by Ted Chang, who's the, the guy who wrote the short story that Arrival is based on. Uh, Tower of Babylon uh, is great. Um, the, the short animated film World of Tomorrow by Don Hertzfeld, um, is, it's like 15 minutes long, uh, maybe 20 minutes long, uh, and it's, it is kind of just like, here are a bunch of ideas about the future, and it's like really, really fast, and the, uh, the animation is like very interesting, and, and it's unexpectedly moving. Um, and then one of my favorite games, uh, which we actually just covered on Something Rotten or will come out in a week or two, is uh, is the game Anatomy uh, made by the indie horror creator Kitty Horror Show. Uh, it is the single scariest game ever made. It's uh, it's like 45 minutes long. Uh, it's it's, you know, in in my top 10 games for sure. Oh, wow. that's sweet. Oh, well, now I sound like an idiot. I was going to say Jack Jack Attack. Uh, the Incredibles short <laughs> uh, Kari the Babysitter I'm Kari the Babysitter <laughs> I love that short um, so I, I had that on my iPod super early on and I would just watch it over and over and over and over again uh, oh, also I thought of another uh, piece of game music that I don't know if it was time and a place but this this is up there for me Kyle do you remember when the Wii U came out and everybody just had the Nintendo Land theme stuck in their head for like a month straight do you recall? Yes. Okay. And just to remind you. <laughs> you get the idea. I mean, it, it doesn't outdo the Wii Shop music. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, it was funny hearing everybody on every podcast when they're talking about Super Mario RPG. There's Super Mario RPG. That guy's like an acclaimed director now. Have you seen Blackberry? Have you seen Blackberry? The movie freaking rules. It's so good. It's I love that movie. <laughs> well, but is he the director of that? Or yeah. Is he yeah. In it? I think he's a writer director. Oh. And he's like a co-star. He, yeah. he might not be writer, but um, yeah, I, I think he, so I think he was the writer. Yeah. Matt, Matt <laughs> right. Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that on a plane, and so I didn't have internet, and I was like, I can't look up if that's the guy from Nirvana, the band, the show. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is, it me is, yeah. it very much is. Uh, let's see, Sly Cut writes in and says... Uh, oh, do you like it, Jacob? Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. 
Hey, greatest work of art of all time for 2023, uh, Blackberry. Yeah. Um, Slycut says, if you had to stand on a small ledge against a cliff wall, Emily, you're doing this right now, imagine, and you're shimmying across, would you have yeah. the front of your body against the cliff wall or the back of your body? Oh. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. You got to choose. I mean, I think I would have my back like you do in a game, right? Like, cause so you're looking, I, you're looking out like as you're going along? My experience, my world experience would be... In, like informed from my game game playing and where you shimmy across with your back okay the prince of persia sands of time he's he's facing that thing when he's shimmying facing it because you feel like then if you were facing it and you fell you could grab easier (laughs) yeah but if you if you slipped you might be able to like fall on your butt if you were facing Uh, out yeah that's true that is true yeah, I thought facing also out would be Also true, the... I'll never be in that situation. Well, also you true. don't know. <laughs> I hope. I, I was trying to think yeah. of the last time I was like that level of physically uncomfortable and it's a sliver of a sliver mm. of a sliver. But I had this weird feeling that I still <laughs> don't like thinking about. But when I was in Hawaii in January, we were at Hanama Bay, it's called, and it's like great snorkeling there in Hawaii. Um and so it's like, okay, you cannot stand on the coral. It will cut you and it's illegal. Uh, you're not allowed to touch the coral, all this stuff. But they had like huge expanses of coral and it's like the best scuba snorkeling to look at these fish. So you could like swim over the top of it, but like the coral came up to like almost the surface of the water. So there's only like a couple feet of water above the coral and then you're like swimming over the top but you had to be like fully splayed out like tom cruise in mission impossible you like couldn't put your hand on so like trying to swim but not go down i i was in the middle of this coral reef and i just wanted to dive like i never thought this would be so visually uncomfortable <laughs> but like i can't put my hands down anywhere and i've never swam like spread out like a stupid spider in mario 64 it was a nightmare don't do it, everybody. Don't the climb. References. <laughs> yeah, there was spider <laughs> from R64. I'm like, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I felt like the personification of the Nintendo Land theme. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Aging Poorly says, hello, MinMaxers. Hello, Emily. Um, what's your favorite example of an obscure instrument being used in video game music? And what instrument should be getting more love? Hmm. Example of an obscure instrument in video game music. Thing is, there are a lot of examples where they used to be obscure, and then everybody liked it, so everybody started doing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> so one really good example would be Tuvan throat singing. You didn't used to hear that ever, and I can't remember who did it first. And now you hear it all the time. Huh. Uh, d- I feel like it was normalized for in in Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order for me because that's how that game opens. Is with oh funny throats. really um, okay yeah. yeah I don't know if that yeah. was the first, but that's. When I was like, oh, yeah. here's the thing. And then, yeah, you're right. I did. I feel like I did start seeing it everywhere. Huh. Yeah. Uh, my answer is a human head for oh, the soundtrack from inside. inside. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Tell More the story. human huh? heads. Tell the story of the human head. Uh, let's see. Polygon has a story, but I Googled it to make sure I was remembering correctly where, yeah, well, the composer like reverberated sound through a, a, a hollowed out human head. Uh, to make some of the sound effects and music for inside. Uh, apparently the teeth all fell out because of the vibrations. They said. <laughs> cool stuff. I'm going to donate my body to science. Just hoping that happens. I'm going to donate um, it to play dead. Let's see what, let's see what comes out. <laughs> but I won't be playing dead. 
Uh, by the way, just because it reminded me, Neil Smith wrote in with their choice for a music track, and it is kind of fun. Neil Smith says, my favorite game music track this year was one of the tracks the DJ at Pylon Saloon plays in Star Wars Jedi Survivor. So this is just some good Star Wars uh, cantina music nice. here. music yeah have you i'm, I'm picketing outside uh lucas film what is it called now it's something cl- close to that jizz i don't know <laughs> you're really gonna make me google jizz is now called it says the word semen that's not what i want <laughs> come on music what is it now called? oh jazz it's called j-a-z-t j-a-t-z is technically uh the new genre um, I think it was the right call, honestly. <laughs> you know, you got to do it. You got to do it. It's not Slave 1. Okay, we get it. Who is this? Oh, I got it. Marcus W. It's a Hamley. It's always fun to have you back on the podcast. It's always a blast to listen to all your recommendations afterwards. A question for you and the rest of the gang. If you could choose one instrument that you could magically play perfectly for the rest of your life, what instrument would you choose? And don't everybody say tuba and throat singing, please. <laughs> I mean... There, I I think about this a lot, and and I would say if I were like, it probably oh god, it'd probably be piano. I know that's so yeah. silly, but like, I just I just wish I had better piano chops, and I I just don't. Um, but honestly, I wish I could play any instrument with <laughs> magically, you know, bassoon or like mandolin or mm. banjo or you know, freaking nose flute i mean just anything i yeah but probably piano oh well piano then, or guitar boy do i have the thing piano, for you yeah. emily uh, emily have you, have you seen piano vision yet in vr no okay hear me out i have not i'm not okay, trying I'm to get you to spend 750 bucks on this because there's no way it's worth it but it is a cool thing uh <laughs> so it, i have it with the meta quest 3 and it uses augmented reality to, and like the pass-through camera so basically it teaches you to play piano by turning your real life keyboard or piano into like guitar hero or rock band and the notes are descending in your physical space from the top until they hit the keys and then you just hit that key wow it's cool stuff you should look up a trailer for piano vision i'm curious to hear your that's thoughts very on that cool i mean i know how to play it that's the thing oh. i just play it badly oh well <laughs> yeah. imagine having a stupid thing on your head while you played it badly though wouldn't that be a hoot <laughs> It would. It would. Uh, Jacob, do you got an instrument you're dying to play? I don't know. It's like it's hard. It's hard to argue against piano because yeah. it's just like the most broadly applicable. Like it would be. It would be so cool to be able to play like a cello at like a master level. Mm, but yes. you'd never be at like a party and they'd be like, "Oh, you you can <laughs> you can play something on the cello." You know, it's like yeah. Piano or guitar, you know, th- those are kind of your options for like social situations and everything else. It feels like you're just like, well, I could be really good in an orchestra. Yeah. If I needed <laughs> to be there. Um, L2 Larson yeah. has a question after my own heart, even if I'm not the person to answer it. Um, 
LT Larson says, hi, hi, hi. What is an in real life sport that you think would benefit from a remake? I, th- I have, I've thought about this all the time. Oh, um, really? because <laughs> I, uh, I love, I love baseball. I love going to baseball games. Yes. Baseball is, is a mechanically like unsound game. Like if there was a video game, you would be like, in baseball, the most satisfying, most beautiful hits often are actively negative for the team who got them. Sure. You know, the fact the fact that like just the the cleanest like hit to center field soaring through the air, it gets caught, that person's out immediately. It 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 sucks. And so I feel like there should be my my modern theory on it is there should be like essentially big floating rings yeah. that the yeah. that the batter can hit it through and if so they get like power-ups like maybe next time they get to hit with like an aluminum bat instead of wood or Ooh, something that's good that's good yeah um because it's just like it, you know in a video game if you pull off the most satisfying thing you should be rewarded for it right. and that feels like it should be true in sports as well and in baseball it's often not if you don't yeah. hit hard enough yeah and like they and I'm sorry to Kelsey Lewin, who may be listening to this podcast. Uh, she's throwing a baseball through a window in a blind rage because it's a perfect game in her mind. But, like, yeah, I guess what, this year they sped up baseball a lot, right? Like, they made the... Oh, it's so much better. Oh, They really? made so many good changes. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a timer now for the pitcher. That's sweet. And uh, I think there was, a, there was a double header that was played at the beginning of the season this year that was over before last year's longest regular nine inning running game. That's if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, and, and baseball is like a perfect example of how you can make a bunch of changes to make the game more interesting. Cause I love sports too. And I started listening. I mean, I listened to it on the radio because Bally sports North is the only way you can watch twins games here. So if you don't pay for that, you can't watch the twins nine times out of 10. So I was listening to it on the radio and I loved it. I was listening to twins games while I was playing Zelda. I was listening to twins games. Well, you know, it, it just made it so much more enjoyable because the game just moves along. And so they made all these changes and they made it yeah. like so much better, so much better. Yeah. But did the bad music from Zelda kind of diminish your baseball enjoyment? There's though? no bad music in Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I just said something. I just said something. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I might slap someone if I hear that stable music again, but other than that, that's <laughs> <laughs> in Zelda. It's just repetition made it Even though I'm not the no biggest sports music. fan, I would I would watch a documentary just about like them updating rules for sports. I'm fascinated by that. Like the patches yeah. for sports is such a cool idea. <laughs> um let's see. Gabriel <laughs> Cleveland <laughs> writes in, they say, Holy hell, I would love to win the Garage's Discipline vinyl. I got super into them this year, which helped me cope with the ending of Blazeball. Anyway, here's my question. All right, pressure's on. I've always found the MinMax jingles to be particularly high quality. The Get a Load of This jingle has a classic... Oh, get out of here, jingle. Has a classic cartoon whimsy to it, and even the ad read music propels the listener forward... You're being too sweet. Through something that on most podcasts would be tedious ads are tedious what are they talking about but on this show it manages to be fun <laughs> what was the process like in developing the show's signature sounds this is so navel gaze this feels like a party chat question but um uh yeah the get a load of this uh, tracking down an email address was that the preparation you did was it what <laughs> tracking down an email address <laughs> for the composer 
Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So, I mean, it's a little bit different. Like the, the ad music, that's just from like Google's YouTube free music library. Uh, I think it's called Palm Trees if you want to find it at home. Uh, but I was like, this is, this is good enough, I think. This is, uh, we don't got to pay nobody for this. But finding the intro music for the podcast was surprisingly tricky. Yeah. So it's like, I think, trying to remember, I think first we went to the Super Mercado Brothers. I assume you know them, Emily, right? Oh, yeah, they're great. Okay, yeah, yeah, Will and Carl. Yeah, and yeah, because they composed the Game Informer show opening. And so uh, I was like, oh, well, let's have them compose this one. And I gave them two exact of a reference where I was like, I kind of want it to sound like this one track from Mega Man Legends. <laughs> They completely knocked it out of the park. It was exactly what I was looking for, but it was like, it was so close to the Mega Man Legends track. I'm like, oh, I blew it. I shouldn't have asked them to use this as inspiration because they like just came up with an awesome new version of that. Um, and so that didn't last long, uh, but that became the intro for Great Goaty Hunt at a certain point. Uh, and then, then I reached out to Grant Kirkhope, you know, the famous rare composer, um, and mm-hmm. he did an intro theme. And um, it's very fun because like, I want something that's 15 seconds so people can skip it if they want. And then I wanted to like, uh, like progress throughout and kind of like add layers. And then I, for inspiration, I sent him this track. Yeah. From Mario Land, Mudo Kingdom is such a good track. I was like something that feels like this. Um, and he knocked it out of the park. Um, but then at a certain point, it's like, I think this is better as an outro song because it has like the little twinkly sounds on it. So we moved that for the outro for the Min-Max show and uh, begged Grant Kirkhope for forgiveness. Still gave him his money, but begged him for forgiveness since we were moving it from the intro. And then uh, eventually, like a friend of mine made a track that we used for a little while. Let's see. My friend Ben Dames did it, and he originally had lyrics to it, which is like, I don't want to go outside, I want to stay inside and play my Nintendo. And I was like, can we get that without the lyrics? <laughs> true. Um, and then uh, had that for a little while, and then we got Chris Tilton, uh, mm. the composer, to make the current intro for the Min-Max show. And like he did one of my favorite soundtracks of all time, which was SimCity 2013. Um, and then he came back, yeah, with this intro. And I feel like there were people that the podcast isn't starting over. Don't be alarmed. Um, but I feel like I feel like some people were like, I like the old intro more. I don't like this. I don't like this. But then genuinely, it was the animation. We did like the intro animation. Um, we commissioned for somebody to make that for us, and they knocked it completely out of the park. And once that intro animation was in there, then everyone's like, oh, that intro theme rules. Like I, it, so. You know, you're going off a couple of YouTube comments, but it felt like that just 180 it, and now people are like, "Oh, I love that intro; it's so good." It's like, I did not know that it was knowing that it's from the Sim City guy. I'm like, "Oh, of course," but I didn't actually know that connection. Oh, uh, fun. so now I'll always think about that. Oh, there we go. Um, okay, Emily, what do you like for question of the week? I'm sorry, it all comes down to you, but you must choose and choose wisely. Ooh, um, I would say. 
Uh, come on, come on, come on, Emily. Don't blow it. Don't I know, I know. It. We all, I would say just, I think, catchiest game music because we all pretty much came to a consensus right away on that. All right. There you go. Ricky yeah. Winterborn. Congratulations. You won the prize from IM8. But thanks everybody for writing in with your own music suggestions and the good questions along the way. And now it's time for something that, of course, we call Get a Lot of This. <laughs> Hey, uh, get a little. Who, who did that theme? Uh, oh, that's also just pulled. It's like bank heist jingle or something uh, from oh. YouTube's archive. It's just nothing. I think it's cartoon heist is the name of it. Sorry okay. for shattering all these illusions, everybody. Sorry. You don't actually like oh, them. I, I'm sorry to tell you. It's just that you've all heard them a lot, and so you've all convinced yourself that these are catchy jingles. Uh, <laughs> hey, get a load of this. Um, on Seth Meyers' YouTube show called Corrections, it's. It's my favorite YouTube series. It's up there with the late input, I got to say, and Jacob Geller's essays, and Leo Vader's essays, and Sergio Vasquez's essays, and Jenna Sieber's essays, and everybody else's YouTube content. Anyways, <laughs> the point is, uh, Seth Meyers, um, every week, he just goes through YouTube comments on all of his late night show segments and just reads the people who are being so particular and uptight about like, actually, you got this wrong, and just... He just like has a drink and lets him have it. It's just a fun thing. Anyways, he was talking about Scooby-Doo being a dog. And uh, apparently he got lit up on YouTube by being like, actually. And it turns out that um, in Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, the series from the 2010s, um, they established the new canonical origins for Scooby, where Scooby-Doo Kyle is not a dog. He's actually an Anunnaki, which is a race of ancient creatures who can cross into our universe and take the forms of wise talking animals. So there's a no. yeah. I'm sorry, Scooby Doo is an alien. Everybody, um, and you that's that's Scooby Doo. That. There's a recent movie that just presents him as a puppy. Yeah, well, that, they, <laughs> that's a, that's a retcon. They're scared of the truth that he's a freaky alien creature from hell. Uh, let's see, uh, Emily. Sorry to put you on the spot. Do you have a get a load of this? Uh, yeah, you know, I just um, uh, learned this super random thing today. I, I talk on the radio every day and I sometimes I have time to fill. So I try to find like fun science-y, I like science nerdy facts and studies, you know. Um, and apparently some uh, scientists at Duke University learned that every time our eyes move, our ears make these tiny imperceptible squeaks and it's apparently aimed at helping our brain orient because when our eyes move, our whole head doesn't move, right? Most of the time our eyes are just moving. And so it was like four or five years ago that they found this out. If you put a little microphone in your ear, they can hear these crazy squeaks. But then they learned on top of that just this summer that because of those squeaks, they can tell exactly where you're looking. No. So it's not just they can tell your eyes are moving, but they can tell where you're looking depending on how the squeaks are. This so they is think why this is Mark Cerny help. wants your ear. Oh, for the PS5. <laughs> Don't give it to him, everybody. <laughs> so it's just cool because they, they think it'll help with, you know, hearing tests in the future and things along those lines, and especially certainly studying balance and all those kinds of things. Just crazy science, weird, random yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love I it. I love That's it. That's my get a load of that. Yeah. Uh, get a load of this. You know, Star Citizen, oh, the, yeah. uh, the the game with <laughs> yeah. the highest budget in the history of the human race right. and whatever. Right. Um, 
I don't know what that game is or if, uh, you know, if it'll ever kind of release. Uh, but they put out a video uh, this week called The Future of Gaming, colon, Star Engine, which is their the new engine that they're making Star Citizen in, because this is one of the things it's like at some point it was Cry Engine and then it's been, you know, other things. But they have a new proprietary engine. And what it is, is a 24 minute single shot video where they are going not just kind of from space to Earth, but kind of like through galaxies to like multiple planets, like inside interiors into like battle scenes. And it's just kind of like showing off the tech. But it is like, you know, they claim all in engine and it is legitimately very impressive. And I think Star Citizen ultimately is going to be most impressive as like what can you do with 500 million dollars and uh, you know the answer is like maybe not make a complete game but like it is if you just like to watch kind of tech reels yeah. as as i do and like to kind of think about graphics I, it is it is kind of a hypnotic watch that's sweet love it links below for all this cool. fun stuff just like kyle's will have a link below that's right uh hey get a lot of this i, I don't have a lot of like extra fun facts or details about this but there's a twitch channel called winning sequence and it's it's twitch plays pokemon inspired right it's that concept but what they're doing is they've assigned um digits uh, zero through nine to all the buttons on the the game boy advance and they're and it's doing um pie it is seeing like it's doing oh. pie to like infinite digits and it's playing through pokemon sapphire <laughs> and i know that they all I, I i they've been going for a long time right like many many hours they haven't left the first area but they've got like a super high level starter pokemon um but it's just it's just a funny idea of just this you know what happens if you play pokemon using the number pie <laughs> you, you <laughs> catch togepi <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, Hazard from the community in the Discord, uh, they shared, uh, this tweet, uh, the news story that apparently ReadPop is investigating the potential sale of GamesIndustry.biz, Eurogamer, Rock Paper Shotgun, VG247, and Dicebreaker. The business also holds shares in Outside Xbox, Digital Foundry, and Hookshot. Mm. Uh, it's just another sad case of a company being like, all right, we want to sell all of these classic video game websites and so their future is going to be very much up in the air uh and it's hey it's a tough place out there uh for games coverage these days and this is uh, not a great blast of good news that read pop is it's always weird when you hear those stories of like embracers thinking about selling gearbox like are people just like planting these stories out there to see if there's just interest and that's how you do it it's such a weird news story to come out they're investigating the sale what does that mean I mean, they're trying to find buyers. I mean, they, I don't right. think it's like a secretive thing. I think they're being very public about they're it. They're ringing a dinner bell and saying, will somebody I, I come so. by gamesindustry.biz? I think. Yeah. Um, well, hey, that's it for this episode of the MinMax Show. Emily, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me and putting up with all the issues that didn't happen. They didn't happen, everybody. Uh, Emily, if people <laughs> love the sound of your voice, where should they go? Uh, if you want to hear the podcast, you can go to Level with Emily or just search Emily Reese. Um, if you're into public radio, you can listen to me from 11 a.m. to 4.06.30 p.m. every day. That's so I, I, um, yeah. Do you know how cool radio is? I still think that's like the coolest job imaginable that you get to talk on the radio and just set up it's, classic it's music. It's pretty fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
I, I kind of like kind of have my dream job right now, which is crazy. So I'm trying to just remind myself how how fortunate how fortunate that is. That's so, sweet. Yeah. Uh, listen to mm-hmm. Live with Emily, everybody. Thank um, you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thanks to everybody for watching this from this episode. Um, heads up, because of the Game Awards, um, they're happening Thursday next week. So because of that, we don't want to release an episode that's immediately super dated. So we're going to be recording a live episode of the podcast on December 8th, so that Friday. So uh, the episode will be a day later than normal for folks, just so you know, next week because of the Game Awards. So heads up there. Uh, Reminder, too, we have the Give to the Max stream that's happening Saturday, December 2nd, this Saturday on MidMax's YouTube channel. Tune in. Raise some money for foster kids. Uh, It'll be a fun, wacky time. I have a feeling there's going to be a certain genie who's going to be coming back, and they might grant a wish for a $50 donation. Uh, so please check it out. Um, uh, thank you, everybody, for checking out that really obnoxious video where we read 254 jokes about gaming um, in 2023. It was not obnoxious. It was fantastic. Don't <laughs> I, undercut yourself. You're right, you're I right. look forward to that video every I, I lo- year. I am favorite. not comfortable with how much I love those videos. Uh, I, 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 I like the them. new addition that anytime there's anything anti-capitalist, uh, Ben Hansen just says Jacob Geller. <laughs> <laughs> what am I to do? It's what your brand. Do? Yeah, man. <laughs> You're the one who cultivated the brand. Uh, let's see. Uh, Party Chat, our bonus podcast. Uh, you can check it out on the bonus podcast feed. Uh, this week, Haley McLean and I, um, based on last week's episode of the podcast, we realized that like, oh, we called it underappreciated games, but there's so many more underappreciated games that came out this year that need more time in the spotlight. And so we kind of used the hive mind of the MinMax community and we gathered together 51 more hidden gems from 2023 and the community had some great suggestions so you can check that out in our bonus podcast feed there's a ton of great stuff in there also in that bonus podcast feed is a bonus podcast that's truly secret with uh dan record from giant bomb and leo vader with those two driving in a car for an hour and just talking about whatever they want to talk about and so thanks for all the kind words from people who are like i love this i love just like a super casual insight to getting dan and leo just hearing what they would talk about in a car even if they weren't being recorded so thanks for all the kind words on that uh cream of the steam is uh we have a new episode out surreal vasquez founding cohort uh he came back he joined us in the minmax studio we played a bunch of uh, silly games on steam and it was a really fun time so you can check that out on minmax's youtube channel also all week long we've been streaming on minmax's twitch twitch.tv slash minmax show uh something we call the goatee scramble where we're all catching up on games before the end of the year and you can watch those live on twitch otherwise they're all archived on minmax stream archives which is our new youtube channel all for housing those streams and whatnot we've finished uploading all of the old uh, streams as well there's over 400 hours of content on minmax stream archives and it's fun like especially sarah Remember before Sarah was a cohort, she was like the streaming compatriot or something. She streamed so many games and those archives are now all up there. But if you want to watch Sarah play through all of Resident Evil Village, uh, she plays Halo Infinite, Elden Ring, Stranger of Paradise, Until Dawn. Like there's a ton of great stuff uh, from Sarah on there from back in the day, but a ton of new archives as well. Also, last thing to promote, we're coming up at the end of the month. Um, and next month, December, is MinMax's biggest month traffic-wise. And so here's the thing. Uh, we have a tier on Patreon called the Wall of Heroes tier, where if you jump in at the $100 tier, even just for one month, you can choose any image you want and put it on every MinMax video throughout the entire month. And so for $100, uh, your image will rotate on all of MinMax's content throughout our busiest month, which is a pretty wild deal if you're interested in promoting something. So $100, you know, image within reason. 
But $100 and uh, your image will be seen literally millions and millions and millions of times. Like, we've done the math. You know, it's a, it's a pretty wild thing. It rotates every six minutes, and we have about 250,000 views per month. That's a lot of impressions for 100 bucks. So you can help support independent games media and get a fun image or promotional image on the wall of heroes. We appreciate it. Thank you to everybody at the Game Champion tier. Uh, choosing any game under the sun to be declared the champion of. A pretty good printing is a person after my own heart that chose Sping on Apple Arcade, the game rules. Jawar Hello, Diabolical chose Baldur's Gate 2. They're the champion of Baldur's Gate 2, of course. All right, that's it. A lot to unpack in this episode. But Emily, thank you again. Kyle, thank you again. Jacob, thank you again. Uh, were you insulted? Good to see all you guys. Lovely to see Emily. Yeah, were you insulted, Jacob, when I said Jacob Geller wrote all the all the jokes about capitalism? No, it was very funny. I was oh, watching, uh, sitting next to my partner and being like, why does he keep doing that? <laughs> why won't he stop with that bad joke? All right, that's it for Mimnax this week, everybody. Thank you so much. Be good, have fun, let's go. Let's go.